It also includes the various degrees by which that perfection is attained and the means thereunto. They are first the taking away of sin which makes man most imperfect and the clothing him with the robe of righteousness in which he may appear perfect before God. These were secured by the life and death of Jesus Christ in that the Old Testament saints were not made perfect without us for their sins and our sins were expiated by the same sacrifice, and their persons and our persons are justified by the same righteousness. Second, the subduing of the power of indwelling sin, enabling those justified to walk in the paths of righteousness, which is through the enabling of the Spirit. In this too, the Old Testament saints were not relatively made perfect without us, as is clear from Psalm 23, 4, 51, verse 11, and so forth. Third, the Spirit enabling those who are united to Christ to stand up against all assaults and to persevere in a spiritual growth. In this also, the Old Testament saints were not made perfect without us, as is evident by a comparison of Psalm 97, 10 with 1 Peter 1, verse 5. Fourth, the receiving of the soul to glory when it leaves the body. This also was common to Old and New Testament saints alike. We are not unmindful of the carnal theory held by some who imagine that prior to the death of Christ, the souls of saints went only to some imaginary paradise in the heart of the earth. But this is much too near akin to the subterranean limbus of Romanism to merit any refutation. Fifth, the resurrection of the body. In this, the whole family of faith shall share alike and at the same time. In Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits outward, they that are Christ at his coming. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, and 23. And who are Christ's? Why, all that the Father gave to him, all that he purchased with his blood. God's word knows nothing of his people being raised in sections at intervals. Sixth, the reunion between the soul and the body which takes place at Christ appearing. In Hebrews 12:23. The Old Testament saints are referred to as the spirits of just men made perfect, but they are still waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of the body. Romans 8.23 In this too, all the redeemed shall share alike, being caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 Seventh the entrance into eternal glory, when Old and New Testament saints alike shall all together be forever with the Lord. Then shall be completely realized that ancient oracle concerning Shiloh, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Genesis 49.10 Then shall be fulfilled that mystical word, I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. 
Matthew 8, 11, as the Lord Jesus declared, I laid down my life for the Old Testament sheep and other New Testament sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one flock, Greek and revised version, one shepherd. John 10, verses 15 and 16. Then it shall be that Christ will gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. John 11:52. Not only among all nations, but through all dispensations. In all of these seven degrees mentioned here are the elect of God made perfect. In all of them shall the Old Testament and New Testament saints share alike. All shall come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Ephesians 4.13 God deferred the resurrection and final glorification of the Old Testament saints until the saints of this New Testament era should be called out and gathered into one body. According to John Brown, God has so arranged matters that the complete accomplishment of the promise, both to the Old and New Testament believers, shall take place together. They shall be made perfect, but not without us. We and they shall attain perfection together. End of quote. Thus, to be made perfect is here the equivalent of receiving the full accomplishment of the promise or enjoying together the complete realization of the better thing. Verses 39 and 40 are inseparably linked together, and the language used in the one serves to interpret that employed in the other, both being covered by the dominant theme of this epistle. Thus, our understanding of these two verses, which have occasioned so much trouble to many of the commentators, is as follows. First, though the Old Testament saints lived under an inferior administration of the everlasting covenant than we do, nevertheless, they obtained a good report and went to heaven at death. Second, the better thing which God has provided for the New Testament saints is a superior administration of the everlasting covenant. That is, we enjoy superior means of grace to what they had. Spiritual and heavenly blessings were presented unto the church in the patriarchal and mosaic dispensations under temporal and earthly images. Canaan being a figure of heaven, Christ and his atonement being set forth under symbolic ceremonies and obscure ordinances. As the substance exceeds the shadows, so is the state of the church under the new covenant superior to its state under the old. Third, God has ordered that the entire family of faith shall be perfected by the same sacrifice and shall together enjoy its purchased blessings throughout an endless eternity. The practical application of the whole of the aforementioned unto our hearts was well put by John Calvin. If they on whom the light of grace had not as yet so brightly shone, displayed so great a constancy in and during evils, 
what ought the full brightness of the gospel to produce in us? A small spark of light led them to heaven when the sun of righteousness shines over us. With what pretense can we excuse ourselves if we still cleave to the earth? Unquote. This concludes the heroes of faith. Hebrews 11. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.